Man's Guide to Making Male Friends Cultivating Male Friendship and Making Friends as an Adult for Men What if you weren't the only guy that had trouble finding quality guy friends and keeping them in your life? More than likely you're not. Heterosexual males today are the loneliest demographic. Tragically, they are the ones that would benefit the most from friendship as they suffer from higher cases of depression and suicide. But isn't it just so awkward to go talk to another guy you don't know and try to be his friend? Sometimes, doesn't it make you feel girly to want to be closer to other guys? You're not alone. But what should men do? This book will show you how to fill this void in your life without awkwardness, looking silly, feeling gay, or embarrassing yourself. In the book, I will show you where to find high-quality men to befriend, the scientific formula that forges loyal friendships, a set of standards to ensure depth to your relationships, overcoming social barriers, optimally prioritizing and organizing the people in your life, and what a male friend can do for you that a woman cannot, not even your girlfriend. I will outline solid methods and practical advice for the lonely forgotten man to expand his social circle. A better life with brotherhood is just a click away. Man's Guide to Making Male Friends. Get your copy today at reinventideal.com slash friends. That's reinventideal.com slash friends. You're listening to Reinvent Ideal, dating and life advice for men. See, you're struggling though, you need some help? The wisdom you need when you're depressed and no one cares because you're not a chick. Well, we're all enjoying our day. We're gonna lose 12 men to suicide today. Your weekly red pill prescription. It's a place for unguarded conversations to investigate with a council of men the riddles of life. With Cairo Copeland. This is an emergency episode, my friends. I'm doing something unscheduled, unplanned, and unscripted here because I think it's vitally important that this message gets out to you guys. So please listen to this in its entirety because there's a lot of trouble brewing in the world today for guys. And if we don't get this one thing right, then everything that we've worked so hard for in building this Red Pill Consortium, this underground where it's a library of knowledge that's going to benefit guys' lives all the way up to death and improve the quality of their lives. All of that can be lost. It could get to a point where every gatekeeper on the internet views Red Pill as something that's so horrifically toxic and evil and is something that needs to be banned at all costs. Like the whole Alex Jones Infowars crap. And here's what the problem is. You probably know the story already. The beef that's going on between Fresh and Fit and Abba and Preach. These two creators, uh, really four of them I guess, I like all four of these guys, got a lot of respect for them all. But what I'm seeing is killing me to watch and it's not the first time that this has happened. This is pretty commonplace now actually in this corner of the internet, uh, this corner of YouTube, for these guys that are rising up through the algorithm to start attacking each other, because that's what YouTube likes. They like to see us cut each other's throats. They like to push that stuff, and that's why it gets such great viewership. That's why so many people are watching it, is because it's so heavily pushed in the algorithm. But I tell you what, like, us guys that are trying to use the Red Pill Consortium to improve our lives... We're sick of this shit. We don't want to watch that shit. We might click on it to know what's going on and everything and maybe even choose a side. But we would much appreciate it if you guys would just get back on your message. Get back on leveling up in life. And to their credit, Fresh and Fit have done that. But here's where it all started. It all started back when they had Abba and Preach on their program. And they had a great high IQ conversation about should prostitution be legalized. I love it when I get to hear a high IQ conversation. There was one time Fresh and Fit, they had Rolla Tomasi and Sterling Cooper on, but then a bunch of girls on. And I, honest to God, wished, as I was listening to that episode, I, honest to God, wished they would have kicked all the girls off of that episode and just interview Rolo and Sterling so that I could listen to a high IQ conversation and not have to listen to the whims of every stupid bimbo in Miami. Now, I understand that... There's a reason they have these girls on. It's to 
show a contrast and to educate guys saying, hey, this is what the mating market is like today. This is the level of delusion that you're going to be dealing with. This is what, if you're a simp, this is what you're worshiping here, and you really shouldn't worship it because you see how in, how low intelligence it is. I mean, that's the purpose of why they're having these girls on is it's not so much to bully them. A lot of people think, oh, you just have these girls on to bully them and be like the next Kevin Samuels. No, it's not that. It's sunlight is the best disinfectant. If you want guys to stop worshiping a woman, worshiping women in general, and bowing down before the blue pill and the empowerment mandate, then it's best to just show these women for what they are. Forget who said this. I'm, I'm sorry if I if you if you're hearing this and you're like, hey, I said that, and you're plagiarizing my work. I would credit you if I were to remember you. But there was one guy that said you can love women or you can understand them. And I think uh, someone else also said once you understand women, you will never put them on a pedestal. And this isn't to shit on women. For the love of God, you're going to hear this a lot. All you guys do in the Red Pill Consortium is shit on women. It's not to shit on them. The reason the Red Pill exists is to prevent you from hating women when they do not live up to the false expectations that the social imperatives and programming has conditioned you to believe. So let's get started here with where this all started. They were on the Fresh and Fit program. I'm not going to play that whole episode or comment on that episode because we want to start with uh, where Abba and Preach picked it up here. Abba and Preach, a long time later, weeks this is weeks later, on their own channel, they do a video about the time that they were on Fresh and Fit and revisited the debate about prostitution and should it be legal. Now, when you look at the thumbnail on YouTube, immediately what you think here is just on the thumbnail and the the headline title for the YouTube video is, yeah, this looks like an attack piece. This looks like shots fired right away, like they're trying to start some drama. I mean, when I look at this here, and I think to myself, why would you guys, Abba and Preach, you're very successful. Why would you guys want to do this? What purpose is this serving? Why do you need to do this video? Now, in some of this video here, they are taking the debate further. They are presenting new ideas. I like that. But the snarkiness and the shitty tone is, I think, what probably triggered Fresh and Fit to continue the beef. So let's go ahead and get started with this here. Let's start playing it. The title of the video is Fresh and Fit are Capping Hard. Today's topic, me and Preach were both on this. So there's a discussion surrounding working women, those Mm. who uh, work in the bedroom professionally. And they were saying why they didn't want it to be legalized. And so they asked Mean Preacher's thoughts. And this is what happened. Picture this though, right? We're dealing with these girls behind the scenes in person, right? How they look at these guys that are paying is different from what they're telling you in person. Because they look at you as, okay, he's paying a need that I have, but I don't respect him. And for me, I don't want a bitch's pussy. I want her soul. Okay, pause here. I know I'm going to get asked about this. So I'm going to go on ahead and just tell you my opinion on the matter about prostitution and... Yeah, I don't want it legalized, and I don't think that you guys should ever do it. This is one lesson to learn from this, is that, you guys, you need to stop paying women altogether. You need to stop. It's nothing short of simping, all right? Starting next week, I'm going to be doing lots and lots of episodes about the simp problem in America and how it's not just a problem for the simps that are doing the simping, but it's a problem for every single one of us guys. It is going to cause pain, not just for them and their lives, but it will cause pain for every male on earth that wants any kind of pleasant joy in experience with women. So it's a pretty big deal here. And you guys, when you pay for sex, you're pushing that problem. You're making it bigger because what you're doing here is you're perpetuating this idea that all these women have in their minds that they should be paid just to exist, that their existence is superior to a male's existence, that they have more value than you do, which society already agrees wholeheartedly with that. Why do you as a man need to agree with it too? Already the world says, oh, we hate you men, but we love you women. Men are bad, women better. Why do you guys need to reaffirm that by paying her just to exist. What I need you guys to understand, or what you need yourself to understand, is that sex is not just some privilege 
that women let you have only when you do nice things for them. It's something that's mutually enjoyable. In fact, it should be more enjoyable for her than it is for you. I mean, she should be coming five times as opposed to your one time during a sexual session. I mean, step down from the soapbox here. I mean, want to get off of uh, me shouting my opinion here and everything and get back to what I'm trying to analyze and the real message I want to get across with this episode. <laughs> you ain't getting nobody soul. Who the f*** you think you are, Ghostbusters? This man said her soul. <laughs> Look at your face right now. You're looking at the camera like, what is he talking about? I don't know where the whole souls comment came from. I was from. like, this, uh, you want no. a soul? That's corny. That's super corny. But anyways, I want to. I want to respect. So yeah. I, get, I get what you're saying, same, bro. Same, like, I don't be the guy behind the scenes where she's, oh, baby, I love whatever, and then she's showing me, oh, look, look at all these thirsty guys in my DMs want to pay me for sex. Uh -huh. Like I don't be that guy behind the scenes. Uh -huh. I'm not the guy that I, I should pay for it. And you talk about the respect. Let me ask you something. <laughs> all the girls you smashed. Yeah. If I talk to every one of them, you think they all respect you or are gonna say good things about you? Yes. All of them. All of them. You know? Okay. Yeah, okay. You know what's the best part? The live stream chat during that period, they were going I, crazy. I, I, I know. Yeah. They were just going, cap, that's a lie. I'm sorry. Okay. I, I don't care who it is. I don't care what. If you're out there and you've been with enough people, eventually you're going to have people who are talking shit about you behind your back. Oh, it's dangerous. Even if it's not true, it doesn't matter. You think all your exes are saying wonderful things about you? You think everybody you went on a date with is saying wonderful things about you? No. Bruh. You guys run a podcast where you're talking about ladies all the time. Controversial opinions. There's no way the women that you've been with, all of them have positive opinions about you. Impossible. It's impossible. impossible. It's impossible. And this whole idea that having game makes you a better man, that's also not true. Guys, it's never about getting other people to like you. You never do that. What you're doing with Allure by improving yourself, putting yourself out there, seeking the best woman that you can possibly have, what that's about, you never do it hoping that everybody you encounter likes you. In fact, quite the opposite. What you are doing is you want to find out right away, do they like me or not? They don't like me? Okay, all right. We'll move on to the next one. Go to the next one here. They like me or not? No? Okay, next one. No? Next one. You take a lot of rejections left and right. Yeah, even the best the guy on his best game, the guys that are considered A-game players, even those guys get rejected at least 10 times to every one time that they are accepted. So it's never about getting people to like you. I don't know why Abba and Preach think that. I mean, I know I'm coming down pretty hard on them. Don't worry, I'm going to come down pretty hard on Fresh and Fit, too. Nobody is innocent in this whole schmoz that's going on. But it's about finding the ones that do like you for who you really are. I mean, when you look at a guy like Marilyn Manson, do you really think he cares if everybody likes him? Of course not. I mean, look at how shocking he is and how unique his style appears. He doesn't care if everybody likes him. A lot of people don't. But his core audience, they love him more than anything else. And that's what it should really be about is finding your core audience. And you're never going to find them by paying them to show up. It would be like me paying people to read my books. This is really not how it's supposed to happen. It's supposed to be the other way around. Thank you. In some instances, it does great things for you. Helps you develop confidence and some good things. Fantastic. But it also turns a lot of people into shitty people. It does. That's why there's a lot of shitty ass pickup artists who are terrible human beings. This whole idea of living your best life. No, listen, gluttony, whether it's money or sex, it's not a good thing for a person. I'd say I totally agree with that. A lot of pickup artists out there are really sad really sad people. And this is where the Red Pill Consortium differs from it. You see, all that the Pippicars were interested in was how to get the girl, how to get laid. And that was all that they sought after. You look at that guy, Roosh V. He spent like at least a decade, maybe even two decades of his life just chasing ass. And now look at him. It's a very sad story to me that the rest of his life now, he cannot do anything else. He can't become a success in anything else. Because he pissed away the better years of his life just chasing ass. And that's why I tell you guys, you need to chase success, not women. You need to abandon the pre-written script for your life that's handed to you by society. That says, oh yes, chase women and worship them and be of service to them and marry them and have children with them and provide for them and be a plow horse for the rest of your life working in the corporate machine doing shit you really don't even want to be doing. Yes, you need to abandon that script. You need to set it on fire and reinvent ideal. That's what this company is all about. That's what this podcast is all about is changing the direction of what men should aspire to in life. 
Sorry, I always get distracted by that. Let's get back to the clips here. Go ahead. Here's about me right now. I'm a little bit different because when I meet a chick, right, she would never know that I'm RP aware. Because I'm so chill and so cool that, like, when she leaves my presence, she's like, yo, damn, where this nigga at? Because, real talk, I'll fuck a bitch, take her to eat some dinner. She's, she, her belly's full. She's feeling good. Yo, babe, yo, babe, text me when you get home. She's like, damn, that was an amazing time. Did you pay for dinner? Beta! 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 And, and you know, the killer thing is like, whether they're paying with money or you're paying with your time, everyone's paying for sex. Yeah. Everyone pays for it. You pay, you pay with your time and attention. That two, three hours that you put into that date, most people put about five hours minimum, especially if you're sleeping. Here. And minimum, yeah. right? That's time you could have put into work, putting out one or two podcasts. You're paying. Everyone pays. We all pay. But, so, but see, that's the justification I always hear is, well, it's okay to pay for a woman's affection because you're always paying for it. At least the prostitute discloses her price up front. Bro, how about when I've been on dates with women and they paid for it? And of course, Abba and Preach will say, well, you still paid for it with your time. Well, if my time is being spent doing something I enjoy, am I really paying units of my time? Am I really expending it? You say, when I'm at my job, then yeah, I'm uh, expending units of time because I was doing something I didn't want to be fucking doing. But when I'm with a woman I like, and I'm on a date with her, or I'm in bed with her, and I didn't pay any money to do it, I'm just spending time with her, is that really paying? That's, that doesn't sound like paying to me. I'm, I'm sorry, I don't follow you guys' logic there. So, in anything I do, because I could be doing something else, um, expending time, sorry, uh, I just can't agree with you guys there. And then number three, what I've uh, experienced with a lot of guys as we've coached like hundreds, if not thousands of men at this point, is a lot of guys that uh, do this all the time and pay for it. What happens is they start to have a very negative uh, uh, feeling towards women. women. They have a, yep. a, a deep, uh, a deep resentment towards them, towards them because they kind of see the dark side of female nature with that, where they don't, okay. they can no longer look yeah. at women with the, the same, same objective lens. They start to resent them and hate them because they're like, I have to pay this girl my hard-earned money to get any type of attention from her, and they don't really experience. Uh, the benefits that come from dealing with mm. women and it gets they get it gets them very jaded okay all right so he said a lot right there what are your thoughts on the first three points no guys are going to feel a lot of resentment actually most of the clients that, that these women have don't resent them it's, it's, they know that they know that it's on a regular like it's, it's on a uh, transactional basis and that's what they're there most people most clients that go see them girls know that and that's that, and that's it. Yes, there's going to be a couple of weirdos, but it's just like any customer service kind of job. You want to talk about resentment towards lady? The red pill community's got enough of that, and a lot of these dudes are not paying for it. No, sir. It is not just like a customer service job. I know because these guys that go see these prostitutes and have such intense resentment built up towards women, I know that that's true because I coach those guys. I rehab those guys. And I rehab them with the red pill. And the reason why I do that is because the red pill works at doing such a thing. What it does is it doesn't make you hate women. That's bullshit when you said, oh, a red pill uh, causes guys to resent women. No, that's black pill. The black pill is a, the little corner of the internet where they do that. The red pill exists so you won't hate women because you're not expecting them to be something that they were never going to be in the beginning. It's... This thing that I come across with these black pill guys that they get so angry. But basically what they are is they are submissive males that took the red pill and got angry about it. And now use it as an excuse to get so resentful and create these hate videos and be like, oh, well, I'm so much better than everybody else because I am MGTOW and I resent women. And it's not hating on MGTOW. I'm not hating on those guys. But the conversation that I usually have with these guys is, hey, you just saw what the truth of the world is. You just saw and found out for real now what is the gender dynamics between male and female. Now, you know, yeah, I'm pretty angry that nobody told me about this before. When I first got awakened, I was pretty upset because I didn't have a father that told me this stuff. I didn't have an older brother that told me this stuff. And I suffered a lot in life because of it. But now I know. So why not use this information now to live the best life that you can? So here's a, to you guys listening right now. This is something I want you to take away from this is that whenever you learn something that makes you angry 
because no one told you about it a long time ago, and it would have served you a long time ago, just remind yourself that now you know. Use that information that you know now to go live the best life that you can. You just learned information that 95% of the rest of the world is going to remain ignorant to. You just knowing the information gives you the potential to live a better life than 95% of the rest of the world. So use it. The reason why these high-value dudes or dudes who got all this money pay for this is because they get the best out of these ladies. They get the best out of them. When they show up, they show up on time. They don't get flaked on. When you're paying somebody, you get flaked on. You ever had somebody ghost you for a date? That happens, right? When they show up, they make sure everything's taken care of because they're there to cater to their client. Everything has got its use. A lot of these dudes are married. They have their wives at home. But when they want to get their rocks off or want to get it good, their wife can't always do everything they need, even though that woman loves them and desires them. So by that logic, you go to a restaurant, you're not going to get the best because it's transactional. Okay, stop there. Because I hear this crap a lot too. Is that, oh, well, once guys reach a certain level, then it's okay to pay for the box. Because, you know, I need to save time. And it makes more financial sense for me to spend 500 bucks for one hour of fun with this professional prostitute than it does for me to spend hours and hours of practicing allure on this one chick for the possibility that maybe she'll give me sex when I can be earning a thousand dollars each one of those hours. I've heard that logic before, and I'm going to tell you guys, it's crap. Don't buy it. Don't succumb to that shit. Don't let anybody tell you that it makes sense in that case to buy sex, all right? Because here's the problem with this, is that you are perpetuating the problem that every man is going to face now in this new world that you're helping create. And that is a world where women can't expect to be paid just to exist. It's that one chick that was on Fresh and Fit who said, oh, I want a man that makes $500,000 a year. And oh, by the way, I hate men. So this man needs to earn $500,000 a year to win a smidgen of her approval and even get to exist in her life. And she came by thinking that that was okay, that that was a legitimate standard because there are a lot of dumbass sugar daddies out there that were willing to pay it. That's the only reason she would go on a podcast on a YouTube channel with that many live viewers, with that many subscribers, and say something that makes her look like a total bitch and not care is because it's real in her world that there are dumbass sugar daddies that will do it. And here's the problem with that. You might say, oh, okay, well, I just don't want to date that bitch. That bitch is going to tell all of her friends to think the same way. And when other girls see her on that program, on Fresh and Fit, act the way that she acted, then what they're going to do is they're going to be, oh, I want to be cool just like her. Because she's a Cardi B impersonated. She's the Cardi B song impersonated. So you guys that are saying, hey, I'm a high value man. I don't want to waste time. I can afford to pay the money. You're just like that one sad, sorry ass simp that's paying Blue Jasmine's bills right now. And you need to be shamed out of existence. It's no different than these guys like Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk. They're not these amazing, dominant, high-value alpha males. No. All they are is they're just rich simps. And they don't deserve your respect. They don't deserve your admiration. I mean, look at Bezos, for God's sakes. The woman that he had an affair with was average at best. And that mistake cost him billions of dollars. You want to see what it's like when you're a rich guy and you can afford to be a sugar daddy. What is your life like? It's like Jeff Bezos where that one pussy is going to cost you billions because these chicks know how to get that out of you. So I get really mad about the simp problem. No matter who's doing it, whether it's a, some sad, pathetic loser guy that does it or if it's some big rich CEO that's doing it. I get mad either way because it doesn't just hurt the guy that's doing it. It hurts me too. And it hurts every other guy out there. It's hurting every male on earth. They're taking something that used to just be their problem and they're making it my problem. They're making it your problem. Because the simp problem and female entitlement, that right now is so bad that women are putting OnlyFans before their own children. You heard the story about the boy that wants to end himself because his mom is doing OnlyFans and all the other kids at school are making fun of him. And what's the narrative coming from the fempowerment media? It's, oh, it's because of these 
toxic males in high school, these toxic boys with the toxic masculinity bullying on this poor kid because his mom is doing what she has to do. That's the narrative. And it exists because of you guys that are sugar daddies and simps. It's your fucking fault. And it's not just that boy in that story. But it's worse than that. There is the story of a mother that actually started an OnlyFans account with her daughter. Her daughter, who I think was 19 years old, already being sexualized, already ruining her life and her future. You sugar daddies and simps that pay for this shit, garbage like that happening in our world is your fault. And you need to be held accountable for it. And so long as I'm alive, so long as this podcast is up, I'm going to shame the fuck out of you. And that's what I encourage you to do with your simp friends is now, don't bully them, but shame them in the sense of like saying, bro, I really don't want to hang out with you anymore because I see how you act with these entitled women and what you do for them. And I just want no part of that in my life. I don't want to be around guys that do that. And then you hand him a copy of my book, Don't Be Sympathetic, and maybe one day he'll get it. Now, let's move on here. That was the clip from the video that basically incited this whole beef between the two creators, the two YouTube channels. Fresh and Fit responded to it, and then ABBA and Preach responded to Fresh and Fit. I'm just going to play the ABBA and Preach response here, because like, I couldn't find the Fresh and Fit response, but this video from ABBA and Preach now, it's them reacting to fresh and fit and you hear clips of uh, fresh and fit all throughout it so you'll still get the whole story here even though i just played this for you today's topic right seems like the guys from fresh and fit are really upset we are better than you niggas period if you want to know our thoughts i'm gonna keep it really brief right i don't have much thoughts on their platform are they doing some good things for some people i'm sure i have no doubt i'm not even denigrating that we just came at them for their ideas with regards to uh paying for box and all this stuff thought it was full of shit hold it right there just played the last clip. Did it sound like they were just attacking the ideas? I mean, maybe it was. I don't know. I, I get the impression that it was an attack on Fresh and Fit, especially with the thumbnail and the headline of the video and the tone of it all, the snarkiness and everything. I know that have been preached. They have a very uh, snarky tone sometimes. Maybe that's just their personality and everything. But if you wanted to attack the idea or you wanted to debate the idea then what you should have done is instead of doing this response video is say, hey, Fresh Fit, we want to come back on your show and debate you on this. We got some new ammo for that debate on our side, and we think it will really help the guys listening to hear a high IQ debate between you and me, and we can hash this out intellectually. We need to debate the ideas, not the man's. If someone attacks you, then what you should do is invite them to the debate. Not make a response video or just make some video that's dissecting their clips and ripping them apart when they're not there to speak for themselves. Uh, sorry, I promise not to interrupt this video here as much. Or I'll try not to. I'm like, yo, real ass niggas don't ever buy. Even more, what I find really distasteful is you come to find out that Myron Gaines himself, right? The so-called pickup artist, the master, has his own Seeking Arrangements account, his own profile, all right? This is on the web. You can find it. This man's out here talking about don't pay for box, don't pay for box. He's on a website for sugar daddies and sugar babies. Now, hold it right there. There are a lot of guys in the consortium that say, hey, you should use uh, Seeking Arrangements and do what's called salt daddy game. That means you present yourself as being rich enough to be a sugar daddy, but you don't do the stupidity of ever paying a woman for her time. You don't actually pay the sugar daddy bill. They call that salt daddy, where you just use the site like seeking arrangements to meet the girls, and you have sex with them, but you don't pay them. And I think that's what Myron is using it for, because I've heard him talk about it on his program, that, hey, uh, we use this site to meet women, but we don't pay them for it. Because you know, the thing about Seeking Arrangement is that it's also a way to present yourself to a woman's hypergamous filter. Because a lot of the women that are on there, you might even find women that are doctors, lawyers, or uh, women that are very successful, making a lot of money. And, yeah, not that I encourage you to pursue those types or anything. I'm not going to encourage you to pursue any type, at least not on this episode here. 
I'm not saying that they're superior or anything, but what you will find is that very successful women, uh, ones with careers and respectable degrees, I mean, good God, that's such a rare thing these days to find a woman with a useful degree that's not in horse shit like women's studies. When you, when you find women like that, you find that there's a lot less drama in their lives. There's no baby daddy drama or kids from a previous partner because these women very disciplined and exercise enough discernment and intelligence to not get involved with low-life people. So that's a reason why some guys use Seeking Arrangements is because that's a website that a lot of women like that will use because they want to meet very high-value men that get past that hypergamous filter for them. They want to meet those guys that are at their level or higher. So Myron using Seeking Arrangement, I'm not seeing that as a sign of hypocrisy because I know that the guy's not using it to be a sugar daddy. But uh, Fresh and Fit are not innocent in this here. I don't want to tell you that uh, I'm not trying to defend them or anything. They're not innocent in this whole schmoz anyway. But let's, let's get back to the clips here. Okay. I you want to be a giant hypocrite? Do your thing. Okay. Then you come to find out this man's talking about, listen, if you we want we want burning desire from ladies. Ain't that what they say? Right? You want to get their best. So you got to earn it. Come to find out, this man's telling girls in the DMs that if they want to come on the platform, they have to fuck. And if they don't, he gets upset about it and he gets all pissy. Oh, you fucked all my other boys. You won't fuck me, then you can't get on the platform. So wait, you want to bang a girl who just wants to come on the platform for clout? And you think that's burning desire? Again, I got to set the record straight here. What's going on here in the video is they're showing a screenshot of Myron telling off a woman on Instagram uh, it was a fitness girl that he was going to do a collab with. They were going to fly her out. And he, he said to her, I remember him talking about this and him screenshotting the conversation himself and posting it on his own Instagram. So clearly it's not something for him to be ashamed of. Like they're presenting it. They're trying to present it as something this is he should be ashamed of. No, what happened was this girl wanted to come on Fresh and Fit because Fresh and Fit has a large audience. She probably had a small audience. And she was hoping to do a collab on fitness so that she could get more followers, more exposure at least. And uh, Myron had said to her, hey, listen, we'll have you on and everything, but I want to let you know here my interest in you is not just platonic. I don't do platonic friendships with women. I am uh, looking to get into the bedroom with you. And then this bitch loses her shit about it. Who's saying, oh my god, you're such a toxic male for wanting to have sex with me. Despite the fact that he is being honest about what he wants up front. I mean, my god, don't we want everyone to be honest with what they want up front? But you see, the Fem Empowerment Mandate has conditioned this woman to perceive that as toxic masculinity and sex is supposed to be this wonderful privilege that she grants to any man of her choosing after he proves himself worthy. That's the empowerment bullshit going on right here. It's not something that's based off of mutual desire. No, it's something that is a privilege that women will grant to us when we so earn it. So... Myron, he doesn't put up with that shit. He just told her, oh, look, bitch, I practice what I preach. I don't simp, and I don't be friends with a woman when, really deep down, I want to smash her. So he told her off right there, and screenshotted the conversation, and he put it on his Instagram, and nobody thought anything was wrong with it. Nobody got the idea that this is him trying to use his clout to smash a woman or anything. No, it's just him saving his time, not wasting his time with a woman that wants to come on his platform and get his clout to serve her while not doing a damn thing for him. All right, back to the clip. And again, guys, I don't even care that he does that goes about that way to bang girls. Do whatever you want. You earned your platform. Go ahead. Meets the hypocrisy of these ideas. You preach to these men that they have to always seek this thing, that this is the way to live, that this is the best way, but you don't even walk the talk. That's what I find distasteful. It's like a Derek Jackson talking about be faithful to your wife, don't pay for box, come to find out this man's cheating on everyone. How are you any different? Can you tell me? Now everyone's gonna get up. Well, you know, we're attacking people in the manosphere. I don't care about the manosphere. I don't care about none of this. Move with integrity in life. That's it. I'm not here about it, some scene. It's worth pointing out here, I don't think I said it before, that Abin Preach, they're not... 
officially part of the Red Pill Consortium or a channel that speaks exclusively on men's issues. They they talk about everything, which is great. Their channel covers so many things. I think that's part of why they were able to get 1.4 million subscribers is just because they cover everything. And they do a great service. They do a great job covering these things. I mean, I, even though I'm coming down pretty hard on them here today, I don't hate these guys. I don't want to shit on them. I really just want to shit on these ideas here. But perhaps the reason they do things the way that they do is because they never really sought out to be part of this male space on the internet, this uh, Red Pill Consortium. So they don't probably don't know all of the things that we know. They may, Maybe they never read the rational male, and that's not an attack on them saying that we're better people than them because we read the rational mail or richard cooper's book or any of this other stuff not saying any of that at all don't get that impression here personally i like abba and preach i would love to debate them on this a channel with 1.4 million subscribers they're not going to come debate a guy like me they're not gonna have a guy like me on right here i'm very microscopic compared to them in terms of audience so they wouldn't waste any time here with me but i just gotta say that these guys probably don't know the issues that we talk about, the issues that males are facing, because they're just not part of this space here, and that's all right. Not everybody has to be. Oh, you can't go on this podcast. I don't care. At the end of the day, the truth remains the truth. When I came into the game, when I was listening to Patrice, we didn't call it Red Pill. We just called it the truth. These niggas is fronting on some points. That doesn't mean they're not helpful to you. Maybe if you're one of their fans, right? Maybe they help you with finances, fitness. Maybe even they helped you with game. I don't know. But all we talked about were these ideas and how they were hypocritical. Here's the thing. You guys been blowing us up, man. Yeah, you guys, been, you guys been blowing us up with DMs Comments. and everything. Apparently, uh, Abba and Preach decided to make a video uh, talking smack out of nowhere, out of left field. And, and, it's, uh, and it's funny. About capping and, and paying for box. And I was like, didn't we talk about this several months ago? Like, why are you guys bringing this up like now? Like, what the hell? We're trending, man. Yeah. The only reason we brought it up later is because we already covered a couple of videos from that podcast and the second one after. And this, we, we did both podcasts on the same day. The first one, and then I did came back later on for the second one. I completely forgot about the first one. So I covered the second one. And then months later, somebody sent me a link to it. It's like, hey, what did you think about this conversation? So I rewatched it. I'm like, hey, man, there's a lot of dumb things that were said. Let me cover it. It's not that deep. Okay, this whole idea that like, there's some giant conspiracy is not that deep. But anyways. Bro, the way to handle it then is to have the debate with them face to face. I mean, invite them on your channel. You got 1.4 million subscribers. You think they're going to say no when you have triple the subscribers that they have? course not. And I know somebody listening out there is saying, well, yeah, hypocrite to you, Cairo, because here you are attacking them instead of having them on your program. Bro, they're not going to come on my program here because it's going to benefit me a lot more than it would benefit them because they're far more successful than I am. So that's a misnomer there. It'd be like, me saying, oh, I, I can't criticize the president of the United States unless I invite him over to my house. Well, the president is not going to come over to my house if I invite him or not. And let that be a testament of how much I respect these guys, Abba and Preach, because YouTube is the most difficult game in the world. When, when you go to YouTube, you're going to war. You're going to fight a real war because what they're constantly doing with the algorithms on YouTube and the way they suppress content that they don't like. I mean, for the ABBA and Preach to have the audience that they have, the viewership that they have, with the controversial subjects that they talk about, like the pandemic, like BLM, like everything else going on in the world that YouTube doesn't want us talking about, for them to have the success that they have, it's incredibly impressive. And I've got such a great amount of respect for those guys. If you guys want to know, that was why. We're trending, man. Yeah, we're popping right now. But then I did, as always, men lie, women lie, numbers don't, right? And then I thought to myself, why would they bring this up now? Uh, Chris, can you show exhibit A real fast? Uh, boom. So let's see here. Uh, they got, let's see. These guys have almost a million more subs than us, guys. All right? So we're the blue line. We're the blue line. They're the red. They have 1.38, which is 1,380,000 1, subscribers. Guys, we only have 430,000 subscribers. Yep. Okay? We have literally like one th less than one third of their joint, right? And we got 20 million views, and they got 14.9 million views. Ouch. Hmm. Very interesting for you guys to go ahead and make a video insulting us months after the fact. I wonder why. Oh, it's because we're hotter than you guys right now. All this talk about we make so much money, we're getting all these views, these guys are clout chasing. All right, here's where Fresh and Fit are in the wrong here. Now, they're making it about ABBA and Preach and accusing them of chasing clout and basically what they're doing here. I mean, it, it sounds like a dick measuring contest, if you ask me. You're like, oh, we're so much better now. We're rising. We're threatening them and we're going to overtake them and everything. So, of course, they're attacking us. Pause. When you feel attacked, pause. 
and just look at what is it that they're really attacking here. Uh, if we go back to listen to the first video that they did, I did hear a lot of debate on the ideas. Now, a lot of what the, these guys, Abbott and Priest, were saying was completely wrong. So listen to how I broke it down here. I never called them anything. I never called them any bad names. I didn't call them assholes or simps or jerks or anything bad like that. I just attacked the ideas. And that's all that you had to do. You don't have to accuse them of some other motive or anything, because then that just feeds the fire. And when you feed the fire, the people that want both of you guys, both of your channels to fall, they're sitting back enjoying the show. You guys are getting so hyper-emotional about this thing, it's funny to me. For so-called alpha males, you guys don't seem to have any control over your temper. Our, our, our channel's better than yours, Back. we get more views than you, we've been on less than you, we work harder than y'all niggas, we cut our hair more than you niggas. Like, yo, if y'all wanna we like get girls, we get more girls than y'all niggas. We get more girls than y'all niggas. Free. Like, if y'all really, really want to do this nigga preach is married, pride to a fucking beluga whale somewhere, and y'all niggas talking shit. And How old these niggas are, 40 years old? Yo, yo, old ass niggas too, bro, like, yo, bruh. Okay, first off, there's no such thing as an alpha male. If you call yourself an alpha male, you really need to stop. Everybody's laughing at you behind your back that you think you're so great that you deserve to call yourself that, that you deserve that title. And you know who is really laughing at you? The women are laughing at you. Immediately, that's a red flag to them. If you call yourself an alpha male, they immediately think, okay, this is a douchebag that watches douchebag channels like John Anthony Lifestyle. So please, stop calling yourself that. And then here it continues with the downward spiral of this pissing contest. I mean, going after the guy's wife, Abba's wife. I mean, I tell you what, a lot of very successful high-value guys, they don't have these hot babe baddie wives. And for good reason. Because you have those kinds of women on your program, and you see how they act. You see how delusional they are, how disrespectful they are, because other guys have worshipped them to death and put them on these high pedestals and have paid them just to exist, that those women are so severely damaged, they are incapable of loving a man. They are incapable of having a relationship. So a lot of high-value guys, they don't want to deal with that kind of shit. So they go with a girl that's not a 10 out of 10, but they go with a girl that's a 7, because at least she respects him. At least... She's pleasant to be around, and at least she has some concept of what added value is. Like maybe she'll cook him his favorite meal every now and then, or maybe she'll do some task for him. So she under she helps him with his business. She has added value, like uh, Donovan Sharp's wife or girlfriend. I don't know if they're married, but uh, that girl um, I forget what her name is, but she helps him out with his business. Devin, that's what her name is. Her name is Devin. So. It's not uncommon for that. And now they're ripping onto these guys for being old. <laughs> We're all going to get old at some point here. And I'll tell you what, some of the greatest minds in the Red Pill Consortium are older guys, like Rolo Tomasi, like Richard Cooper, like Aaron Clary. Some of the best wisdom you're going to pick up is going to come from older guys. So they are in the wrong for attacking him for being old. I wasn't gonna do this! Wait, the, the, the hand symbol? Yo, I was not gonna oh, fucking do this! Oh, international? But y'all got me hyped now! <laughs> Yo, I know you guys are not talking, bro. My man Abba looks like he got off a camel, hasn't cut his hair in years! <laughs> Dusty as fuck! Yo! Bruh. And this is Sudani roasting on you right now, bro. You, you Somalian? Yo. I was like, yo, what anime you came from, bro? Now yo. Nigga looking bummy as hell, bro. And mind you, right? I ain't looking on a nigga, because obviously, you know what I'm saying, that's his style. I ain't gonna lie, bro. We're better than you niggas. We make more money than you niggas. We got a better fucking channel than y'all niggas. We get more views than y'all niggas. The only thing you guys got on us it's is numbers. you guys been on longer. But I guarantee you, next year, this time, we're gonna lap you motherfuckers. Because you know what? Thanks. Nobody works harder than us. Nope. Period. We make Y'all dumbass niggas with the same tired background, same fucking million plaque. We got $200,000 plaques now. And we're going to get a million plaque. And we're going to get the other channel another mil to a million as well. And Fresh's channel going to hit 100,000. Facts. We are better than you niggas. Period. Fuck out of here, man. And we don't pay for bots. These are the kind of like, you know what it's like? You know what it's like? You know, I, I love it that these guys call themselves alpha and all this other stuff. It makes me laugh. Because they got such bitch energy. It's crazy. Yeah. It's like when you're talking to a girl about a topic. <clears throat> you're, 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 you know, you're talking. You, you guys have seen this before. You know, you're talking to your girl about a topic and you guys are having a discussion and she's losing the argument. All of a sudden, she starts bringing up shit. Your dick is small. What does that have to do with economics? <laughs> it's like, 
They do the same thing. I find it so funny that these guys like think they're alpha and 1% men and all this other stuff, right? They lack integrity. They get upset at the most random stuff. When I was on the podcast and they kicked out that girl, one of the girls beside me was like, yo, you're being emotional. Like, no, I'm not being emotional. I was like, bro, like, why are you screaming like this? No wonder these girls come on your podcast and don't respect you. You don't command respect. You just yell and get them kicked out. You think that's alpha behavior? Now we get into the personal attacks and the anger level rising. Now, I've watched Myron for a long time, like way back when his channel was just called Unplugged Fitness. So I've watched this guy rise up through the ranks and become the star that he is now from the very beginning when he was just a caller on Donovan Sharp show. And all the times that I've seen him, I know that he's not an angry guy, but there are some things that really get on his nerves, which, hey, I understand. I get it because whenever I'm trying to coach a guy that is so deeply indoctrinated by the black pill, or even just the blue pill. It's frustrating. There was a guy that had a simp problem that was so bad, and it wasn't so much the simping problem that was bugging me, but how defensive he was about his simping behavior, and how it was so important to him that he defended it like it was something honorable, how it was something he wanted to hang on to. I'm just like, bro, why do you want to hang on to this behavior that clearly has not served you your whole life? So I understand the anger. And I tell every guy out there, if you got simp friends, you need to shame them. Don't bully them, but yes, shame them. But I tell you, when that anger gets the best of you, and when you're expressing it publicly like that, you gotta understand that a lot of people are going to lose respect for you. And it can cause you to do things that you will regret later on. It could cause you to say things that are going to have you lose friends. Now, it's a live program. It's a live stream on YouTube. And there's a reason why I never do live programs. Because I tell you, I can get pretty passionate myself. I can get pretty heated. And I know I'm going to say something that I regret. Got a very low threshold for being set off and losing control sometimes. But we see, when I lose control, I make sure I'm behind closed doors and no one else is around. I don't want anybody to ever see me lose control like that. Especially someone that I'm coaching and trying to help. If they saw that, then they would never take me seriously again when I preach emotional intelligence to them. So, what are the lessons that we need to learn about this? I mean, this is a major problem going on in the male space, is the infighting. I think it probably all started with Anthony Johnson. His 21 convention is really how a lot of us guys came to discover authors like Rollo Tomasi and Richard Cooper and many others in the Red Pill Consortium. And then one day, Anthony Johnson goes crazy and starts attacking everyone. And just, he's been acting like such a lunatic since. And I guess it was a business thing because when you do it, YouTube, they love it at YouTube. They promote those videos more. They make sure that they get discovered more when there's that infighting going on. And other guys are adopting it too. Other guys in this space are doing it and attacking each other left and right. And you know, I really don't want to take part in that, except in one exception here is that there are some guys that we should be attacking, and those are the blue pill guys. The guys like Philion, the guys like Curtis Connor, that are spreading that blue pill garbage. We should be attacking and ridiculing them, yes? Because everything they say, if you obey their advice, if you adhere to what they say, then you're going to live a pretty miserable life. But here's the danger that's going on when you're attacking other members and other creators in the Red Pill Consortium. There's a cost that comes to that, and I don't think it's a cost that you want to pay. I don't think it's something that you want on your conscience. Because here's what's going on in today's world. This world, directly or indirectly, I don't even care if it's a real conspiracy behind the scenes or if it's just like this just because, but this world that we live in wants men dead. You've seen the hashtag, kill all men. And men are following that social imperative by ending themselves. That's why the male suicide rate is through the roof. Is because this world, directly or indirectly, I don't care, this world wants us dead. The world wants it so bad, that, that way a woman can take his place. So every man from age 16 all the way to death has to face this world. We're all going to have to live in it. In a world that doesn't care about you, couldn't care less if you were alive or dead. We'll let you starve to death in poverty and step over your dead body on the streets. We're all going to have to face this world. But when you shit on another member of the Red Pill Consortium, you may influence a guy that's lost in this world and looking for answers 
not to look up that creator because you said they were bad. You took a dump on them. And perhaps it was that creator's content that was the type of content that would resonate with this guy looking for answers. It would speak to him the most and possibly save his life, stop him from tightening the noose or pulling the trigger on his head. Maybe that content from this creator that you hated on was going to be the kind of content to save his life and wake him up. But he's not going to see it now because you shit on this guy. You shit on this creator. And he's like, oh, well, they say he's bad. I don't want to look up, look him up here and watch his videos or waste my time. So here's the real lessons that we need to learn from this. First, when you disagree with your brother, debate the ideas, not the man. If someone attacks you, invite them on your show or invite them to have a conversation with you. You guys, you guys in the audience, you probably don't have shows or anything, but when you and another guy disagree, invite to discuss it in private and debate the ideas in private. And us guys with public platforms, we need to debate these ideas, have a battlefield of ideas. Now, here's the latest from uh, Fresh and Fit. They posted this on their YouTube community news stream here. It says, We apologize to our supporters. From this point forward, we are not going to engage in beef. We are here to help guys navigate women, fitness, and finances, not drama. We are going to keep giving you guys the content you subscribe for. We apologize for deviating, but we are back on track. Men already get attacked enough in this space, and we are not going to contribute to it. Best of luck to Abba and Preach in their future endeavors. So, to their credit, they realize that it was wrong to attack these guys and continue the beef and perpetuate the crap. Let's get back on message. Let's stop the infighting, and let's really help guys out because the world wants us dead. Always remember that. The world wants all of us dead. It does you no good to help your brother closer to that death. Now, second thing is, in all of that infighting I heard, there was lots of spitting, lots of that pissing contest or that dick measuring contest. Oh, we're better than you because we got these stats. We're coming after you. We're going to have more subscribers and all that. I'll tell you what, here's a really important rule. I wrote about this in the book, Reinvent Ideal, that success is measured by your ability to keep quiet about it. That's a principle for living that I think if you adopt this, you're going to have a much better life than many other guys out there. Because a lot of other guys, they are so loudmouthed about their success, like they were spiteful, like they were on this anger mission to achieve it. And they get uh, pretty angry also when they're rubbing their success in a woman's face, hoping that it will impress her, and really she's turned off by it, because she sees right through you. And something that is always said in this space here is that discovery trumps disclosure. It's best to not brag about your success, but have people find out about it, and then wonder why you didn't brag about it. They'll be much more fascinated and much more interested in you for that reason. Third lesson is, please, do not ever pay for the box. You heard some points from Abba and Preach. Maybe you thought they were good points. I'm still I'm begging you, don't do it. Because all you're doing is you're devaluing yourself. And you're overvaluing women. You're telling them, hey, your presence is worth so much that here is the money that I worked my butt off for. I didn't get this money. I didn't get paid just to exist. I didn't get this money from simps. Because nobody simps for guys. I can't put my cash app handle on my Instagram and all of a sudden chicks are going to send me money just because I exist. I had to work for this money, and here I'm giving it to you, lady, because you're so beautiful, and I'm just so privileged to be in your presence and go get into bed with you. You have so little respect for yourself as a result of that. So please, guys, don't do it, because what you're teaching yourself is that your time, your labor, your work doesn't matter, that it is inferior to a woman's vagina. When you buy an OnlyFans subscription, and it costs, what, I don't know, $5.99? I mean, that's what one of my books costs. That's what Reinvent Ideal costs, is $5.99. I take that personally. Because what you're doing then is you're saying that naked pictures from this woman is more valuable to you than my brain, my life's work, and all of the coaching sessions that went into creating the wisdom in that book. And when you pay for box, it's not just the money that you're losing, but the time that you spent working to earn that money, the sweat and energy and attention and focus that went into earning that money. You're devaluing that. And that's going to have a long-term effect on your mind and your self-esteem. Fourth thing, the fourth lesson to learn from this is, our enemy is the blue pill and the fempowerment mandate and the simps. 
that are giving it power. Our enemy is not other guys, especially other guys in this space. And the idea that other guys are the problem is the same white knight bullshit that originates from the blue pill and the simps that it creates. So don't be going through life thinking, I need to take these other men down. Or every other man in this world is my competitor and I need to take him down or rise above him. Fifth thing, here's a sin I committed on today's program is anger. You got to not avoid anger or never uh, be angry or suppress your anger. But when you express it, you express it behind closed doors. Don't let other people see you angry because anger makes you look weak. It makes you look like a bitch. It's just like that rule I say of never let your woman know that you're in pain. Never be vulnerable with her. We'll never let the world know that you're triggered or made upset by something because they're not going to look at you favorably from it. Sixth lesson, you got to stop paying women altogether. I mean, there's this problem, particularly in Miami. This is probably why Myron is so angry because he lives in Miami and he sees this all the time. Where at boat parties and mansion parties and pool parties... You got girls that show up to these things and they refer to them in Miami as on the hour women. And really, this is the cause of all of our problems, but it's not so much the women. It's the stupid guys that are paying these women just to exist. I mean, it used to be where if you wanted to pay a woman just to exist, there was so much shame in it. You had to go down to the strip club. And when people saw your car parked in the parking lot of the strip club, everybody in the town talked about you, about how you're a loser, how you're a pervert, and how you're only going there because you couldn't get any woman to like you enough to give you any sexual attention, so you had to go pay for it. There was so much shame in it, from what I can remember many years ago. But now, that's practically gone because just about every guy is subscribing to the OnlyFans account of girls he knew back in high school but was afraid to talk to. But guys, you need to stop paying women altogether for everything. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not talking about women that uh, you're employing that work for you. I'm not talking about your maid. I'm talking about OnlyFans subscriptions, sugar daddy arrangements, or paying women to show up at parties. You need to stop that shit because this paying women to exist, it's gotten to horrific proportions. It is destroying the world. It's making life harder for every other guy. And not just us guys that want to get into bed with women and do it the old-fashioned way, but it's hurting the most defenseless among us. It's hurting boys. You see now the stories of boys that are suffering the consequences because their mothers and their sisters are getting onto OnlyFans. And everybody's laughing at them. You gotta stop this. And the last thing I'd say here is don't live stream. There's a reason why I don't go live ever. This program is always recorded. It's always edited because you really do need to choose your words carefully. Freedom of speech doesn't exist for guys right now. So you need to choose those words carefully and frequently reconsider them because they have serious effect. I mean, it's what we say about the black pill. The black pill, are those guys, are the doomer people, are doing such a disservice because of what garbage they're spreading on their YouTube channels, on the internet, that it's convincing these guys to hate the world, to hate life, to hate women. And that's how you get scenario like Elliot Roger, where he goes out and commits an atrocity because he looked at enough incel crap. He looked at enough black pill crap. And he might say, oh, well, you, Cairo, are telling guys that the world hates them and the world wants them dead. Oh, I'm also telling guys to live the best life they possibly can and going out and committing crimes and atrocities, you're obviously not going to be living your best life living in a prison cell. So please don't pull that shit on me because I am preaching the exact opposite. That even though this world is not in your pocket, even though this world turned its back on you, it gives you the cold shoulder, the finger, and it says good riddance if you end yourself. Or you know, worse, whenever a guy does that, whenever a guy commits suicide, you hear how people talk about him afterwards. Oh, he was selfish. He was such a jerk for doing that and leaving his family behind to grieve. They don't care about you at all. But even though that's the case, you can still live a great life. It's just the ideal that you're seeking right now. It really is not 
the ideal existence for a male, and that's why we need to reinvent ideal. And that's what this program is all about. And the last thing is you guys at home listening to this, and you watch the content on YouTube from these creators, and you read our books, you listen to our podcasts, you follow our blogs. When you guys see infighting, I mean, this is something that can really not just help out the consortium, but help all men out, is when you see this infighting, just leave a comment saying, hey, this infighting is not cool. I don't want to follow you if this is what you're going to do. That's all. Don't take sides. I tried not to take sides in this whole debate here because I respect both Abba and Preach. I respect Fresh and Fit. Lots of admiration for these guys. But if you just leave them a comment saying, hey, if you're going to do the infighting, I don't want to follow you anymore. I think they will get the message. And I think that there will be a lot less of this crap going on in this space of the internet, in the Red Pill Consortium. Because I tell you what, what's going to happen here is the mainstream media is going to come in and start examining this consortium. They're going to start examining the Red Pill sphere. And if they see us fighting like this, they're going to laugh at us. They're going to make fun of us. Now, they're always going to put us in a negative light no matter what, but let's not give them the ammo to do that. And that's all I've got to say. So please, let's stop the infighting and let's work together. Let's hash out the ideas. Let's debate the ideas, find the best ones, and spread them to every guy possible. Let us be our brother's keeper and have each other's back. Thank you for listening to Reinvent Ideal with Cairo Copeland, your weekly red pill prescription. See more at reinventideal.com.